Welcome to another episode of Sweet Sports Talk with your host, Brian Sweet. This week we'll be talking about uh, week six of college football and how that went, and we'll get you ready for week seven, which is uh, this weekend. So let's go over some of the games from last weekend, and we got to start off with the Texas OU game. Um, even if you weren't a big fan of either team, um, you know, I'm a diehard Texas fan, but, um, you know, that was one heck of a football game, and, you know, I don't care that my team lost. Um, that is what true SEC football is going to look like next year, and um, I hope the SEC is ready because, you know, they're all saying Texas and OU shouldn't be going to the SEC. They they don't have the pedigree to play with the rest of us over in the SEC and it sure looked like um, they did when they played each other last weekend. Um, it was a grudge match, and OU came out on top because Texas got caught sleeping on the final possession. And, you know, you got to give it to Oklahoma. They took advantage, and, um, you know, they get the golden hat for one more year. Um, so, yeah, um, Texas, you know, I saw they went down ranking, but not that far. It's not surprising considering how good they played this year. Um, hopefully Texas can rebound, um, whenever they play again. Um, but yeah, that was a good matchup. And if you missed it, you, you missed out on a good game. Now let's talk about another good game that I thought was really good. And I, um, LSU versus Missouri. Um, if you're a fan of high scoring offenses and zero defenses, uh, that was a game for you last weekend. And boy, it sure did look pretty good for, um, LSU, apparently they snuck past Missouri. Missouri still has that inexperience on their team, even though they've been really good this year. I think LSU had the upper hand due to experience of, um, you know, just experiencing uh, playing football, and I think that's how LSU came out on top. Um, uh, You know, when Missouri took the early lead, man, I thought, oh, my gosh. Brian Kelly could be one of the uh, first coaches on the hot seat this year. And luckily, LSU came back and won. But, boy, let me tell you, Mizzou beat LSU. Um, I can tell you on uh, this past Monday, it would have been all, is Brian Kelly about to be fired at LSU? Uh, LSU has, like, top 10-tier talent. And if they lost to Mizzou with a bunch of inexperienced players, um, uh, that would have been just terrible. And I'm sure he would have got left out of the building, so that was another good game. Um, there was one game last week, and um, let me just tell you, everyone thought Kentucky was going to upset Georgia. Well, Georgia silenced everyone and won 51-13. Now, I remember watching College Game Day, and they were all talking, oh, Kentucky has a shot against Georgia. Uh, well, Georgia shut them up and shut out Kentucky basically the entire game, and it's not surprising that uh, Georgia won. They're the number one team in the nation. Personally, I think they could win a dynasty this year if they play um, great football every week, week in and week out. Um, but, you know, I just, I, that was a game that I kind of had to laugh at because everyone was predicting a Kentucky upset, and Georgia said, no way, Jose, and slammed the door right on them. Um yeah, that was just that was just hilarious, and I had to bring that game up. Now the other game that is really concerning is USC barely escaping Arizona in third overtime. Now I remember last week I told you this could be a trap game for USC because of how Arizona plays. Um, 
Well, Arizona almost beat them, and that was concerning considering how good um, USC's players are. I mean, they got, like, top-tier talent out there as well. And, um, you know, Arizona scared them. I think they scared the nation because I could see USC possibly be in the top four this year or possibly going back to the college football playoffs um, next year when they expanded 12 teams. But that was a very uh, good game if you stayed up late to watch that. Um, I did, but, um, yeah, I mean, that was a very scary game. Uh, I can tell you my heart rate was a little irregular in overtime because I was very concerned for USC's well-being um, in that game. So that's another good game. Now, the last game I want to bring up from last week, and this is this has to be the worst way to lose a game in college football history, and that's Georgia Tech versus number 17 Miami. So let me set the gameplay up for you. George, Miami has the lead. Georgia Tech has no timeouts. Basically, all Miami needs to do is kneel the ball, and the game is over because the play clock would have reset to 45 and started running, and that would have had enough time for um, you know the clock to run out and them to win the game. Well, Miami decided to go a little rogue and decided to run the ball to you know start the clock again, and it, it, it's just pathetic what happened. Miami went right up the middle, and their running back fumbled the ball right to the defender, and the defender landed on the ball. Well, two plays later, on uh, I think it's like 12, 10 seconds left, the the uh, Georgia Tech QP bootlegged out and found a wide open guy in the end zone, and Georgia Tech wins with one second left on the clock. And oh my gosh, I think Twitter exploded when that happened. Just calling the Miami coaching staff a bunch of uh, nimwits for not kneeling the ball and trying to run the ball because, you know, stuff like that happens in football, especially in the pros. You know, when you're trying to, you know, run the clock, and you know, the our team's out of timeouts, basically you just take a knee and usually the game will be over um, for starting the clock up again. And I am just very surprised that Miami did that because they basically had the win uh, secured if they just took the knee. I mean, that I, I, I hope that, you know, Miami helps out their players this week with all the mental um, problems with them this week. Just because, you know, these guys go out there and prepare for a game and just because of a head coach's stupid mistake to run the ball instead of take a knee... I mean, those guys played their butts off, and I just feel bad for that whole entire Miami team. I seriously do. Um, yeah, that that's just like the worst way to lose possible is running the ball when all you had to do is take a knee and you won the game. So um, hopefully Miami learns their lesson and comes back strong next week. So let's go into the preview, and it's pretty much a kind of, eh, the only there's only a couple good games. Um, now, um, Georgia is going to go play Vanderbilt, and God bless Vanderbilt. Um, they're going to need it. Um, they're playing number one Georgia. Uh, Georgia's going to crush them. There's really no preview there other than uh, rest in peace, Vanderbilt. Um, the next one is uh, Michigan versus Indiana. That's going to be a good game. I, I don't think the Hoosiers are going to win, but the Hoosiers can uh, – are kind of like a trap team sometimes in the Big Ten. It doesn't happen every year, but, you know, sometimes, you know, they feel like they should uh, take it to their opponent. But I think Michigan is going to handle this game very easily. 
and should easily win this game. I mean, uh, Michigan's 6-0, and and they destroyed Minnesota last week. And it was even more hilarious when their head coach got into the defensive celebration after uh, their first touchdown on a pick six. Coach Harbaugh, he uh, photobombed their photo op on the sideline, and it was just it was hilarious to see the head coach get involved with the guys um, celebrating a pick six. Um, so I think Michigan's going to win that game. Now, there's a good Pac-12 matchup, and I, I think I might watch this game. Uh, it's a very good matchup. Number eight, Oregon, versus number seven, Washington. This is a battle of 5-0 and teams, and one of them's going to end up 5-1 and at the end of this. And this is going to be probably one of the best games of the week um, in terms of football. Um, I do, I'm do. i going to give a slight edge to Oregon just because of the way they can um, um, miss... Um, you know, take advantage of the defense and, you know, uh, on offense by um, covering their plays well. What I mean by that is, they'll, you know, when you run the ball, sometimes teams will kind of run a formation that you know they're going to run the ball when you see a wing back or someone on the end. You'll see, oh, it's probably going to be a run. Oregon can really disguise that, and it really hurts uh, opposing defenses. So I really think Oregon's got the advantage here over Washington, even though Washington's been playing lights out this year. So that's going to be a good game. The next game I think is going to be really good, and it's USC versus Notre Dame. And um, I think USC is going to have a little bit of an issue against Notre Dame. I don't know how big of one. But Notre Dame has lost um, a couple of games this year, and they are looking to get back in the win column. And uh, I think they could really get back in the win column. I think their issue might be that USC's offense is too overpowering, and I think Notre Dame is not going to be able to handle that. Um, it, it could be a good game, but I think USC's offense is just going to dominate them. Caleb Williams is basically on his way to a second Heisman. I mean, the guy is probably going to go number one overall if he declares for the draft. There has been some speculation he might stay for his last season, depending on what team has that first overall pick. So that's something to keep an eye on with the NFL and um, some of the teams that are having trouble over there right now. Um, now, I, I think um, the one thing USC needs to do and it's get better on defense. I've seen USC give up a lot of points on defense over the last couple of weeks, and that's very concerning if they want to win a national title. I mean, they've got to tighten down on defense. You allowed Arizona to drop 41 on you. That's pretty bad. Um, uh, whoever the defensive coordinator over there needs to get back to the um, drawing board and figure out a way to shut down these teams. I mean, they almost let Colorado back in. To the game uh, a couple weeks ago in uh, uh, Boulder. I mean, I thought Colorado was about to pull off an immaculate comeback against USC. So that's something USC needs to worry about this week, and hopefully they can fix that defense as the season moves along. That's it for this episode of Sweet Sports Talk. Tune in tomorrow, and we'll talk about the the ALCS and the NLCS, and give you a preview of the championship series matchups going on in the MLB playoffs right now.